You get these questions a lot. Where are you from? And what do you do? That's what you get asked, right? Meeting someone new, if you're at a party, or maybe on your dating profile. So why not just tell the world? We just launched a brand new online store that tells people where you're from and what you do. It has all 50 U.S. states and some countries represented with physical therapist gear at ptpinecast.com. A stainless steel tumbler for a PT in Tennessee. Check. South Carolina PT t-shirts. Double check. Face masks for a Florida PT. Yeah, we got that. Great gear for life, all with your profession and the home state on it. Great gifts for yourself, a colleague, a clinical instructor, a student, all now at ptpinecast.com. We talk PT, drink beer, and record it. This is the PT Pinecast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to PT Pinecast. Great physical therapy conversations on tap. I'm your host, physical therapist, Jimmy McKay. Make sure you find us on the socials at PT Pinecast on Instagram, Twitter, also on Facebook. And we just launched uh, not long ago a really great Facebook group. So follow along with the show. The website is ptpinecast.com. Questions or comments during the episode or even after, make sure you drop those below. The topic today, the three biggest lessons that I learned during my clinical rotation. This is not coming from me. I'm saying I learned, but really it's from our guest today. I think it's important when you you walk away from a situation where you learn something, and dare I say this, my professors from PT school are going to be very confused. It sounds like Jimmy's doing some reflection. Oh my gosh, he is. This episode, I'm, I'm making someone else reflect, but man, I hated reflection when I was in PT school. And now I think I feel like it's one of my superpowers. So we're going to do some a little reflecting in this episode today. This one aimed at PT students is aimed at PTA students, but I don't think it really is. I think you can take something away from the lessons that we're going to share from uh, today's guest. And you can kind of apply it anywhere, myself included. Uh, do want to say thanks to our friends from Fusion Medical Staffing. Find them online at FusionMedStaff.com. Leaders in hashtag travel physical therapy contests going on now. You can find a link in our bio. Chance to win a $50 gift card from Amazon if you want to enter that contest right now. So thanks to uh, Fusion MedStaff, FusionMedStaff.com for supporting the show. Uh, let's bring in our guest and kick things off properly with our intro. Here we go. Kicking things off here in a Friday afternoon, PT Pinecast, great physical therapy conversations on tap. This uh, this episode going to be a quick, to the point, straight, right, coming at you fast. Uh, came out of a conversation with our staff. Uh, we've got people that you might not see here in front of the camera or in front of the microphone, kind of behind the scenes, but without them, the show doesn't get anywhere. Uh, so let's bring our, our guest in today. Producer Teo is coming in the studio. Teo, welcome to your show. It's your program. <laughs> Thank you for having me here, Jimmy. Teo, you're a student at uh, Ithaca College, PT student at Ithaca College in upstate New York. You also do some work with uh, the APTA Student Board of Directors. What's your role with the uh, SBOD, as they call it? <laughs> yeah, so the SABAH, the Student Assembly Board of Directors, I serve as the nominating committee chair-elect currently. Perfect. So it's your job to really figure out who might be from the student body membership in APTA, who might be great fits in different roles now and in the future. Did I kind of sum that up? Yeah, so pretty much trying to see where students can fit in their roles in terms of 
you know, currently as students, but also further along as they start as early career professionals. And then um, obviously working along with the next slate of students that want to apply for the Student Assembly Board of Directors. That's great. All right. And you also uh, work here at PT Pinecast. You get to kind of work behind the scenes, as I alluded to in your intro. Um, talk a little bit about what you get to do that people see, but maybe they don't know you're responsible for it. Yeah, so I help along with, well, first I'd like to say, you know, shouting out the rest of the team. So Bridget, Juliet, and Jill as well, because, uh, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a team at the end of team the day effort. and everyone is, is awesome with what they bring to the table. Um, in terms of what you see from me, usually if you see uh, social media content on Facebook, uh, Twitter, or Instagram, it may be for me in terms of the quote. So a lot of the times during the episodes, I will try and see if there are certain things that... Uh, the people who come on the show say that are very interesting or, you know, quotes are like, oh, you know what? I, I think that that's something great to, to uh, capture. So a lot of the times I'll try to focus on that and then see if I can make a graphic out of it. So we're getting very meta here. In theory, you're going to be watching the replay of this episode and trying to quote yourself. When you think about it, yeah. <laughs> All right. So this uh, this quick hitting episode came about during a conversation. You, you're a student at, uh, at Ithaca College. And you just got off of a, a, a rotation, a clinical rotation. Mm -hmm. Let's let people know, kind of give them a, a little bit of context and proprioception. Uh, talk about the, the, the where. Where were you located, the facility, who you got to treat, and what kind, of, what kind of things did you get to do there? Yeah, so pretty much I was at an outpatient ortho clinic. Uh, it's called Peak Physical Therapy, and it's in Washingtonville, New York. So for those of you who don't know what the heck Washingtonville, New York is, that's about um, an hour and some change north of New York City. Uh, and again, it was outpatient ortho clinic. So I saw a lot of post-op shoulder, hip, knee, ankle, um, and then also just a few different conditions that you know I may not see outside of uh, that clinic as well. So it was a lot of fun. It started off you know, in the beginning kind of shadowing. And then from there, my CI was like, all right, like you know what you're doing. You can go on and uh, treat a lot of patients. So it was a lot of fun. And cool. also, I have to give a shout out to my CI. So shout out to Tammy Ferrari. Uh, she was awesome the whole time I was there. So definitely wanted to do that. Yeah, note to students, if you're talking about where you did a clinical rotation ever and you don't mention your CI, uh, the CI will call you or email you and let you know. So, all right. So that's a good that's a good 30,000 foot view. We kind of let people know where you were and what you were doing. I feel like a lot of students might have a similar setting that they're going to either have been in already or will be going to. And I think I just asked you this question. We were on Slack and I just said, how's it going? But we wanted to talk about lessons. What are the things that you can actually take away? So we're going to go through the three biggest lessons that you can take that you took away from this rotation. First up is something that's near and dear to my heart, which is questions. You said asking questions was the first real big thing that you recognize the importance of. Yeah. So really I was I was saying ask questions first because you can you can go through the clinical and be you know perfectly fine because you know at the end of the day we're getting a doctorate so we're learning a lot of uh, information but if you really want to get the most out of that opportunity you want to make sure that you're also being honest with yourself so while we do know a lot we definitely still have a lot to learn and so you want to make sure that you know not only are you being on top of your game in clinic but also are there certain things that I can do to improve you know my experience with the patient so. Uh, a lot of the times if I was with a patient and they asked, you know, a question and, you know, I could either, I could go two routes. I could be you know, saying something that sounds really smart and makes me look smart, and, but it's completely wrong. Or I could just say, you know what, uh, 
I don't know the answer to that. Let me go, you know, either ask my CI or, you know, we can research it together. So uh, it really was important for me to get that out of that experience. This sort of highlights that fake it till you make it attitude, which I'll be honest, I was all about when I was younger. And then I realized that second route, which is honestly saying you don't know, let's the pay actually actually could increase the uh, the strength of the, the relationship between you and that patient you and that ci you and that friend you see how this is applicable anywhere and when you say listen i don't know that now but i'm willing to go look that up once you go look it up you're going to have that information so that fake it to make it route been guilty of doing that before but long term that being honest saying i don't know but i'll go i'll go find that answer out for you that's going to be a better return on investment yeah, I agree. And then also it's uh, it's big to ask, uh, you know, whether it's your CI, the other PTs or PTAs, OTs, different um, teams that work within your setting. Uh, it's important to ask because also they've just been there before. So they, you know, while they may not know all the information as well, they do have a wealth of knowledge to offer you. So uh, for me, I wanted to be able to ask those questions from uh, the different people in the clinic just so that I was getting, you know, different ideas. You know, I might ask the same question to both of them just to see yeah. uh, if they had different experience or different things to provide for me as well. Yeah. How would you answer this question is a great way to start a conversation. So you could ask 10 clinicians the same thing. But if you start off by saying, hey, how would how would you have handled this situation? Or in this situation, what would you have done? And then doing, I think, the hardest part of asking questions is listening, is waiting for that response and letting that person get that out. No, I think that's also important as well because you may already have something in your mind. So sure. uh, if you do ask and it's something where you're like, okay, I, I kind of think I'm going to go this route and they go against it and you're already trying to uh, either cut them off or you know disagree with them. It's something where, like you were saying, you have to have to be a listener just as much as you are trying to ask for help as well. So it goes both ways for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Are you, is this confirmation bias? Are you just asking? Cause you want to hear the answer that you think it is back to you. Do you want me to be a mirror? You want me to be an echo? If that's the reason, like, okay, I understand that. But also like asking yourself, as you mentioned, why are you asking that question? Is it to gain knowledge or to hear yourself? Yeah. And there, there's too many times where you can get stuck in that uh, moment. Uh, but also I think something that was really cool with our school, well, you know, some people didn't really enjoy it, but we did have to have a weekly reflection. So you're kind of um, alluding to that earlier on where you really have to uh, think about things that you want to improve on, but then also what are things that you did well? So those are also questions that you can ask. You may have a strength and you feel like, okay, I'm really good at, uh, you know, prescribing this uh, exercise, or I'm really good at manual therapy, whatever uh, thing that you feel like you have a strength in, but you can still ask questions for that as well. It doesn't sure. mean that uh, you're only looking at your weaknesses, you can improve on your strengths as well. Agreed. All right. So number one, biggest thing that you learned uh, on the list was uh, ask questions, moving through. Number two, something also near and dear, something I thought was just kind of a, a throwaway before I got into my rotations, right? This, this thing, I, I just, I, I feel like I held, I heard it in like all these different classes and then we'd add this and make sure you do this. And then when you get into your clinical rotations, when you graduate and you go into practice, patient education is way bigger than I thought. And you thought so too. Yeah, so patient education is definitely very, very important. Uh, I learned very early on that a lot of times the patients just didn't understand exactly either what their diagnosis was or why you were prescribing uh, particular interventions, uh, you know, asking if they had PT before, other services before, and uh, 
what that did for them because a lot of the times uh, this is what's going to help you develop that trust early on with the patient. Uh, they might have gone somewhere else or not even they, this could be their first experience NPT and it's up to you to develop that trust early on with the patient. So you want to make sure that they understand um, pretty much what your goals are, but then also what are their goals? How are they going to get better? How are you going to work as a team to, you know, accomplish that? So uh, definitely was important throughout the clinical experience to make sure that I was uh, understanding, okay, like, you know, we're going through this exercise. I know you don't like it, but this is why we're trying to do it. Or uh, in the interview process, just letting them know uh, some of the findings that I had and why I think that it went particular things. So I uh, definitely enjoyed a lot with uh, working on patient education. Yeah, it's big. And I, I like the order that you put these in, right? First is ask questions and then listen. Like, So finding out what you might need to educate on. This person might be very knowledgeable in X, but not uh, knowledgeable in Y. So, okay, I know where I'm going to spend my time because as you probably also know, time is a terribly valuable resource when you're working with patients. You don't, you don't have unlimited time. So this patient education component, making sure you know what to educate on and then giving yourself time, understanding and respecting how valuable that is. I think you're, you're light years ahead of where I was as a student. I, I was sort of blindsided with how important it really was. Yeah, and also something too that was... Uh something to improve on still always is also taking that information that you understand, but then making it applicable to the patients. Sure. So, so I found a research article and they said X, Y, Z, and you know, you're stating all these words that they may not um, understand as well. So again, it comes to that building that trust with the patient, you know, trying to figure out ways that you can take that information and then apply it to them so that they can really understand what is going on and then how, again, you can work as a team to improve. And it's a skill like anything else. The more you do it, the better you're going to be uh, at it and delivering it. So the more you can flex that particular muscle, the better you're going to get. And again, I always reiterate this with the team and, and on the show. The goal of communication is not to have communicated. The goal of communication or education is to achieve understanding, right? And the, the more you do it, the better you're going to get. So patient education also on your list of the three biggest lessons you learned from your last clinical rotation all right, we come uh, almost to the close. Number three on the list, insurance sucks. You learned that. You learned insurance sucks. Tell me, tell me why you think insurance sucks. Yeah. yeah um, insurance was definitely a problem uh, that I learned very early on because you may have a, sort of a way in your head, like, okay, I'm probably going to need X amount of uh, visits with this patient in order get to where they want to be. And then insurance is like, we'll give you two visits or we'll give you four visits. And you're trying to figure out ways of how can I maximize the time I have with the patient kind of like or to the goal. Learned a lot that, you know, were taking time away from the main focus, which was trying to improve their life. So uh, insurance was definitely not not the best uh, experience for my clinical as well as workers' comp. And 
Yeah. Yeah. Being, being a limiting factor in terms of, uh, of insurance and what it can take away. Right. And, uh, I feel like, uh, I feel like there's a, it, it was framed in this way that, uh, that, that insurance might actually be this, this sort of give and take this game. All right. And the insurance is going to be there. Right. So you, you listed a bunch of ways where insurance really was a pain. Um, I feel like the more you lean into that, you probably learn some different skills from your CI, from the other PTs in your clinic on different ways to kind of navigate that. So it's the more you lean into the thing you don't like, the better off I think we're all going to be. I'm, I'm sure you picked up a couple skills on, okay, you tried this, it didn't work. Now what? And you probably learned some different routes. Yeah, for sure. And then also um, something that was important as well too, for those who couldn't continue on, or if there were different routes, um, we definitely tried to make sure that we could develop a program and then have it to where they didn't need to come in for those same amount of sessions that we were trying to in the beginning. So uh, just like you were saying, making sure that we can find different routes if you know we can go more of the cash base, if that helped in uh, depending on the patient as well. So uh, there's definitely a lot to learn from, you know, not only my CI, but the other PT and uh, PTA in the clinic. And also something um, I didn't mention earlier on in terms of asking questions, uh, the front desk as well. So uh, the front desk at my uh, clinic was amazing too, because it's also something where, you know, you want to speak with them too. If you, if you have a question about something in terms of scheduling, uh, you notice that, you know, this patient comes in at this time or they were asking for a different uh, time to come in, but they were, you know, afraid to either ask the front desk or uh, ask you as well. It's something where you can have that conversation, you know, and then, you know, bringing, bringing that back into the patient education where uh, you're developing that trust with the patient in order to get to the common goal. So, the front desk was also important with dealing not only with, you know, asking questions, patient education, but the insurance problems as well. So that is also a very big thing that I learned this summer as well. And success from for you guys is the same for success for the patient. So being on the same page, uh, having understanding, you have vastly different roles in that clinic. But if you can look at the same problem from different directions, you've got a better opportunity for success. So I like how you throw that in there and the importance of the front desk. All right, last thing we do, Teo, on the show is the parting shot. All right, parting shot brought to you by our friends from the Academy of Orthopedic Physical Therapy. Find them online at orthopt.org. Just releasing current concepts of orthopedic physical therapy. Uh, they they really they really highlight it as a guide, a roadmap to go from wherever you are right now in your career. If your goal is taking the OCS exam, if your goal is improving and staying up to date on the latest information in orthopedic physical therapy, current concepts is it. And now out in volume five, find out the details, get a little bit more of why this resource is a necessity in your career at orthopt.org. All right, mic drop moment. The thing you'd want to leave with the audience is your parting shot, Teo. You know it well since you're part of the show. Uh, what's your shot today? Um, it's kind of one that I've said in the past before, but you know, it's just don't be afraid to to go out of your comfort zone and have that type of experience that you really want to have in the clinical. It's going to be the time where you can make those mistakes where, you know, you're never going to forget uh, those experiences versus just, you know, taking our test and 
learning the curriculum. You're going to be working with real patients and uh, that's really why you want to have uh, that, that trust with them. So definitely don't be afraid. You're going to get the most out of uh, what you put into those clinical experiences. So uh, definitely try to get the big, biggest experience that you can. Yeah. This goes back to that. Well, you could fake it till you make it or every time there's an opportunity um, where you can be open and honest, it's going to feel weird. It's going to feel scarier in the moment, right? To expose yourself, be vulnerable, but long-term, man, you're going to get a better return on investment that way. Love that. All right. Dale, appreciate you uh, sharing those big lessons. If you learned something, if you picked up something, if you're a student, drop it in the comments below. I'd love to hear what resonated with you. What was the big lesson from Teo that really struck a quarter or that you are now going to take with you no matter where it is? If you're a PTA, a PT student, if you are a clinician right now, I think you can learn something from all these things. Uh, Teo, appreciate the time. Thanks for sharing us, uh, sharing with us those lessons. Yeah, thank you for having me, Jimmy. I really appreciate it. Follow us online. Welcome to the internet, my friend. How can I help you? Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at PT Pinecast. All right, show today brought to you by the Brooks Institute of Higher Learning, an innovator in providing advanced post-professional education. Brooks IHL offering continuing education courses in numerous specialty areas, six PT residency programs, an OMPT fellowship, as well as challenging but rewarding internships. The IHL specializes in the translation of information from evidence to patient management. Learn what they can do for you to support your professional development at brooksihl.org. Our home on the internet. ptpinecast.com. Created by Build PT. Build PT provides marketing services specifically for private practice PTs. From website development and hosting. Providing content marketing solutions for PT clinics across the country. See what Build PT can do for you today at buildpt.com. The PT Pinecast is a product of PT Pinecast LLC. It is hosted and produced by PT Pinecast CEO Jim McKay and CBO Sky Donovan from Marymount University. We talk PT, drink beer, and record it. This has been another pour from the PT Pinecast. The PT Pinecast is intended for educational purposes only. No clinical decision-making should be based solely on one source. While care is taken to ensure accuracy, factual errors can be present. More on the show at ptpinecast.com.